Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We got some trades to discuss. Lance Lynn on the move. Angels taking all the Iglesias. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. We got producer Bug Bug Dude in the corner and Trevor Plouf coming to you from California. We got some news dropped on us last night. I've been very excited to talk about it, Trev. I've been telling Jake, don't tell me any of your thoughts in the office all day. Just holding him in. We got two trades that happened. We got some other news. We got a lot going on. I'm excited about it. But first, what I'm very excited to tell the Talking Baseball listeners is there will not be an episode on Thursday this week because we will be live all day from noon until 8 p.m. on the main John Boy Media YouTube channel with so many guests coming through. Jeff Pass and Michael Kay, Foolish Baseball, Buster Only, and more that we have not announced yet we're excited about it so make sure you ones. tune in all Couple right big one trev how you doing i'm so excited to be here with you guys i i gotta tell you my, my attitude as you can see is super positive right now and it's because i started a dad workout group in my neighborhood mm. and day one was this morning what are you guys doing I'm super jacked got endorphins running through the body it's gonna be a great episode. I, I feel like I'm at the top of my game right now, and that's only workout number one. Like, give me two or three weeks. Look out! Look out! Jake, how's oh. your dad workout group going? I'm good. I'm good. I too have some endorphins going through my body right now. Excited about the baseball move. It feels like the stove's going still pitchers only, which which doesn't get me <laughs> super jazzed up. Me and Trev, you know, we both have hitting backgrounds. So uh, I'm exciting that the stove is is starting to pick up. Winter meetings are kind of happening for MLB. They're big time happening for John Boy Media. Excited for Thursday. Uh, if you're a baseball fan, check in with us during the day or stay uh, the whole eight hours barring technical difficulties. And we're going to have a lot of fun. So I'm, uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. How are you doing, Tim? I'm doing well. I am excited that we got some news. I just like, as I peed right before the show, I was like, man, we might get like, like if we get news night before Thursday or day of, it totally makes the live stream a little more fun. Get to pick everyone's ear on it right away. So I'm excited for the news news to keep coming. I'm really interested. I like this son. I like this Lance Lynn trade for the discussions it brings. I really want to find out your guys thoughts on it. So like, let's just dive right in. The Rangers have traded Lance Lynn to the White Sox for right-hand pitcher Dane Dunning and left-hand pitcher Avery Weems. Now, Dunning made his debut in 2020. Uh, He he was coming off Tommy John. He was a top 100 prospect. He was a first-round pick. He actually came to the White Sox in the Adam Eaton trade that also had Giolito come over. So that's that's cool whenever you can make a trade – turn into another piece so if you want to combine years the rangers get lance lynn the rangers trade lance lynn the white Sox get lance lynn for one year 
The Rangers get Dunning for six, uh, up to six years. They could it could get stretched out if there's more injuries or something else going on. And then Weems is not a top prospect, but potential to be a lefty arm. Um, now here's my first take on this. First take: if the if the White Sox got Lance Lynn for two years, or they did this move last year and got him for one and a half years. I'd love it for every side. I'd love it for every side. Right now, I like this trade for fans and the Rangers, and I don't love it for the White Sox. Ooh, stinky. So, Dane Dunning, you touched on him a little bit. He was wearing the sexy glasses this year, southpaw, twirling it. We've also mentioned him. He was on that Florida team that had a bunch of now pro players. It was like Alonzo, all that stuff. Uh, lefty doesn't pump high numbers on the guns, but he he gets people out. Uh, he's a righty. Excuse me. Uh, I was gonna say his initials are Dad, so I'm excited for him to become a dad. Dane Anthony Dunning. Um, he's been a top 100 prospect. The question is, like what you're saying with the years, Jim. It's one year of Lance Lynn. One year, eight million. So the price tag is also really good, and I do think that is important. And I think that's what factored in because basically Lance Lynn's been really good. There's some stats you can spin with Lance Lynn that have him really good. Uh, Jason Stark, my my one of my short kings that I I bend the knee to in this world. He tweeted out in the AL top ten in ERA, WHIP, and K per nine each of the last two seasons. Garrett Cole, Shane Bieber, Lance Lynn. You're dancing with stats, but it just it brings back to the point. Lance Lynn has probably been better than you've assumed Lance Lynn has been. We love Lance Lynn. We love Lance Lynn. Pumping heaters in the south side, the Trevor Plouffe story. Right down the middle. Got him. So you're excited if you're the White Sox. You've got a team going for it. Value-wise, I think you're right, Jim. If, if Dane Dunning can give you three seasons as an MLB starter, value-wise, you've done pretty good. Or next year, if Dane Dunning can give you 70% of what Lance Lynn can give you next season. That's why I said I really like this trade for the fans because we're going to get a pretty quick answer like a year from now. We'll, we'll, we'll be able to know who won or who lost, if it was smart or dumb. Like, if the White Sox somehow don't even make the playoffs, if Lance Lynn gets hurt, if Dunning pitches well for the Rangers and his stats are anywhere comparable to Lance Lynn, you'd be like, probably shouldn't have done that. I think the only thing that I think you're missing before kicking it to Trev is the money value side of this. All this talk about free agency. Um, Drew Smiley getting one year $11 million for Drew Smiley, which, hey, his number's ticked up and we'll see. Lance Lynn, you're getting one year kind of still probably towards the back end of his prime at $8 million, which is a huge value. And the White Sox fill a starting rotation staff, and they can save that money. They don't have to go out and pay big money for a free agent. So I think the math... And the numbers were a part of the deal there. Trav, what do you got? You guys are hitting all over it. I mean, this can be a win for both teams. I think the White Sox really realize, hey, we got a pretty good team. And the AL Central is not that good right now. You know, the Indians are out of it. You know, the Tigers are still having to come up and figure some things out. We'll see how the Twins react. You know, I think that they're still going to be a good team, but they're losing some pieces. We'll see, you know, if they bring Nelson Cruz back. But I think they're just realizing there's a window here. And you're right, Jake. You can get a guy like Lance Lynn who's performed, you know, in the elite tier of pitchers over the last couple of years. You get him for eight million dollars. That's a win for you because they're in a they're in a nice little window now. And then the Rangers, 
you guys know how I feel about the Rangers. They're not even close to competing. So when you get a guy like this with years of control, I think it's a it's a win-win for both of these organizations. The Rangers did not need Lance Lynn next year, and the White Sox do. Here's what, I don't think the Rangers can really lose this trade. If you want to say no. winners and losers of trades, this is smart. They got a guy for six years. They can turn Dunning. They can flip Dunning again if they still want to get deeper into prospects, or he's great, for and they have him under control for a while. The White Sox can lose this deal if – they're don't they're not good for some reason. If Lynn gets injured, if Dunning performs on an equal level as Lynn, there's a lot of different ways the White Sox can be like, oh, damn, this sucks. I don't think there's many ways for the Rangers to do that. But I'm, I'm happy at this the trade Rangers a, are committed a to time this. Frame. What's that? I think they're looking at this trade like in a time frame. Like they understand like in the long run, over five years, they're probably gonna lose this trade. Dane Dunning, you know, he's got the pedigree and the 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 value. But I think maybe they're also thinking, look, if we can get Lance at $8 million this year, before he can test that open market, maybe we can sign him to a team-friendly deer for, for two more years. Yeah, and even and if they make a deep playoff run, them. even if they go to like the ALCS, I think that yeah. gets them. I and mean, it's a win for them. They don't need to win the World Series in their brain. And in the fans, you would like to say that's the only way you win. But that's why I think it's interesting. I, I like the move. I, I, I'm really happy the Rangers did it and didn't hold on to him. They tried to trade him from – what I've heard from people very close to the situation, they tried to trade him real hard, but they thought no one was matching the price that Lynn was worth last offseason. So they were trying to move him already, so I think it was, like, going to happen. If you're a Rangers fan, you need to you need to rebuild. You need to do this. So I, I like it for the Rangers. I could like it for the White Sox. I don't hate it yet, but there's just a lot of room for it to be like, ah. Yeah, I mean, I I think normally normally I'm the prospect guy and you're not, and I think we're giving Dane Dunning a lot of love. I mean, let's see it. You're like you know, you're saying this could be an instant win. I mean, if Lance Lynn goes out and drops Dick this year, and and Dane Dunning, you know, doesn't become a major league guy, rotation guy. Yeah, but even if the White Sox, if Lynn Lynn is amazing, and the White Sox don't get anywhere, they'd still rather Dunning as a. To be part of this, you're giving it a chance. I mean, you're going Giolito, you're going Keuchel, you're going Lance Lynn. Um, I like it. I Dylan like the ro- Cease had had a really nice year, and he was a bigger prospect than Dunning. The Kopech thing, Kopech, we'll, see, yeah. we'll see if that ever gets figured out for the White Sox. Uh, I mean, we'll see. I, I think White you are Sox got better. And Lance Lynn again, if you want to use pitcher WAR, and you know teams measure everything differently. If Lance Lynn puts up a big boy WAR season again, if he puts up a five or a six WAR. Uh, which he can, and he he's shown the past couple of years. You know, if you start measuring things that way, that would be you know four good seasons of of Dane Dunning. So I I like it. You know, when we did hear rumors about the Lance Lynn stuff, we heard that they were asking for a not a king's ransom, but a a good amount. And you get you get the piece. And I think when we look back at um you know the Cleveland Indians trade with Clevenger, we were like, okay, what's Who's the guy? And you got your different people who are like, oh, I actually this guy's the guy. And don't look at the prospects. No, Dane Dunning's the guy. Uh, hopefully he figures it out. Maybe Texas is a pitching place now, and maybe it helps Dane Dunning, and and they do get a good young young arm through his prime. So I like it. Both both teams are going for it. And uh, yeah, Trev, like you were alluding to, your AL Central. We'll see what the Twins are about to do this offseason. We think Cleveland's going to take a bunch of blows, like. There's a world if the Twins don't make some of the big moves, like they they still have talent on the way. Like we're gonna be we're gonna be 
starting to talk some more Tigers competing for second in the AL Central. So the White Sox have clearly made the jump. They are the one team right now. Yeah. I need to pump the brakes on the Tigers. I won't. The twins. Ray, just saying. Ray. Uh, uh, let, me, let me ask you guys a question. And this is a segue slash question. You're welcome. Does this count as Chris Young's first official move? Or do you think this was already in progress before Chris? You would you would have to think that Chris he's got to sign off on it. But he was with. It's not like he had nothing to do with the organization. Didn't they move him from one position to this position? He was with the looking in the MLB MLB office. office. Oh, MLB office. So GMs never get credit. Even even Kim Ang. If the Marlins win this year, people will be like, "That wasn't her team." They built it five years. It happens with the Red Sox. It happened with with Cashman's '90s Yankees. Towards a rebuild. I'll I'll say this, Trev. I I do. I mean, he's the one that does have to sign off on it. We're assuming. I would hope as part of the interview process, they like here are five offers for Lynn. Which one would (laughs) which one do you like? Uh You like this? Um, I'll say this. So again, going back on the Lance Lynn conversation, we heard they were asking for a lot. This, I feel like Chris Young probably came in, maybe, again, I would love to know how these people actually work. Is there a slack with all the MLB GMs and he said, hey, give me one good young starting pitcher and you get Lance Lynn? I'll tell you where you can find out about that, Jake. On a new show that's premiering tomorrow on the John Boy Media YouTube page called GM Files, hosted by a whole crew of ex-GMs, Bobby Evans, Jim Duquette, a rotating cast talking about trades that almost happened and how that went down, trades that did happen and how that went down, free agency signings, how that went down. BBD, our very own producer, has been sitting in and producing those episodes. Are you excited for the public to hear some of this stuff? Oh, yeah. Give us your number one teaser. Oh, should it be about the one that's coming out tomorrow? It's about a player thinking his trade to the pinstripes give was us, so close, he shaved his face. Give us a give us an O with your biggest level of reaction when you heard something like oh, or like oh, ah, he's an ah guy. It went with like a ah, okay. Okay, that's an ad. Well, that comes out tomorrow, uh, Wednesdays. They will be released on the main channel. And, uh, yeah, if you're a real one, if you love John Boy Media, you've been with us from the start, shares, retweets, likes, subscribes, all that. Help us. uh, People came to us with the show, and they're excited about it, so let's uh, let's spread the word. Appreciate you. That was not even a planned ad. Jake led me right into that, and I don't think he did it on purpose. That's how I do it. BBD, hit the goddamn passing button. I knew it. Ah, I love it. Passing. Adam Eaton to the White Sox. One year, wow, $7 million. Back home. I, could t- I told Jimmy I felt it in my bones. We were going to get some what of the did, breaking what, stuff. What, did text you? No, sorry in my life. I was taking a guess. Just I was it. talking out of my butt. Um, interesting. When he, when he was there, he there the clubhouse it. was in <laughs> yeah. disarray. Um, I wonder about the clubhouse with Eaton and Larusa now, and that being such like a loosey goosey fun vibe. Although Adam Eaton was loosey goosey fun, like dad jokes, the Nats, yeah, on the Nats. You don't, you don't worry about Adam Eaton in a, in that clubhouse. He's gonna do just fine. He's exactly what they need in that clubhouse. I still worry about old man Tony. 
But Adam is going to be perfect there. I love this move. And okay. I mean, that's the White Sox. He was on the White Sox in 2016. So a clubhouse, that clubhouse has changed a lot. And it's almost going to be five years. Yeah. Sure. Great depth for them. That is great. One year, $7 million with a second year team option for eight and a half, which they oh, will not take. Good for him, man. <laughs> Which they will decline, but <laughs> how funny uh, is that? We'll see. We'll see. Play really good, Adam. Eaton. This is so stupid. They just hang that big. If you play real good, we'll pay you eight and a half next year. Hey, we'll- you don't care because there's probably a buyout. So he's yeah. like, all right, probably a million dollar buyout. Probably a million dollar buyout, right? If, I don't know. That's usually what it is. If, if Adam Eaton does his 2019, I mean, 365 on base. Um, you know, he played a 151 games, 15 homers. And how many times did you hear me talk about it when we were referencing the Nationals? I was like, Trey Turner and Adam Eaton? Like, before Soto? What are we kind of doing? But those guys really did a good job setting the table. I think you could put Eaton near the top of the lineup if you if a couple bodies go down. If you put Adam Eaton in an 8 or 9 hole and reset the lineup, that's a pesky guy. I mean, this White Sox team is stacked, and I love that they're making moves. I mean, you know, I've been I like saying, that they're making moves. I've been saying this about the Braves. You know, we, I, the Braves go out, they get their guys, they have an offseason. The White Sox, bang, Lance Lynn, Adam Eaton, let's go get it. We talked about it. We said if a teams that decide to be aggressive this offseason are going to get some good players because there's a lot of teams that are going to be passive and they've already come out and said that in the public so the White Sox they're just striking like all right we can get this guy this guy this guy I love Adam Eaton he's one of the reasons why I think baseball is the greatest sport in the world if you Mm -hmm. look at Adam Eaton outside of a baseball field you're gonna be like okay you know whatever this guy is a guy but he's like a real deal major league baseball player he's been around this has got to be his Closing in on his 10th season, maybe like eight or nine. I've World Series champ. I love it. Nine years in the bigs. I love it, man. That's a great move. Listed at 5'9", 176. So what are we saying? 5'7", buck 20? He is a pesk to a pesk. Like a great at bat. 5'4", 85. He can, he can, he's one of those guys that can get really hot, too, and like carry an offense, which is strange to say, but he's just what, he's a good ball player. White Sox making moves. I like that. Miami of Ohio guy, Jim. I'll tell you. really hairy, too. You have a really brother there, there. Yes. But I hate it. Sorry, Miami of Ohio Because it takes my, takes my brother away takes from my me. my brother away from me. <laughs> I don't miss him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you want to move on to the, the next trade that happened? Ooh. Let, I have one more note on the Eaton thing. Oh. He, he is who they traded to get Dane Dunning and Gio. Yeah, yeah, so it's whatever. full circle, yeah, right? Full circle. Love so that full circle-ish. And I think most importantly, Adam Eaton on Twitter, 40K follows, zero following Adam Spanky Eaton. Love it. So. Big little rascals guy? I don't want to say most important, but... You give off huge little rascals vibes with that vest. Yeah, I am a little rascal. I love the Little Rascals. I just watched that with the kids. The 1994 one? Yeah, the with old Whoopi one. Goldberg. Eventually. That one's awesome. Just yeah. then the skies opened up and God said, I hate you, Alfalfa. It's a great movie. How do you please? All time. <laughs> How do you please? <laughs> like, like this. Please, oh, please have mercy, please. I'm losing them. <laughs> Where are all those kids right now? Like, I, that's Drugs. something you got to do. Oh, dead, Drugs. dead. The producer drugged them all. Drugs. Yeah. <laughs> what? 
There's actually corpses be, and puppets. There's got to be one of them that's famous now. Right? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Okay. All right, moving on. The Reds have traded their closer, Rezo Iglesias. Iglesias. Iglesias to the Angels, who haven't had like a steady, solid closer in a long time. This is a one-year rental for 8 or $9 million, but the Angels are also getting money from the Reds, and they're trading a 31-year-old guy, Noe... No way, Ramirez. No way, Ramirez. Who's thirty-one and like not any. This is the red salary dumping. Um, their closer who's not making that much money. This is a sign of the times. Brad Hand doesn't get a one-year, ten million dollar deal, and uh, Rachel Iglesias gets moved with like no return, and they're paying to move him. So it's good for the Angels, a one-year deal to help out their bullpen, and get, they get a closer now. Uh, it's the the Reds are, uh, you know, they're trading now. They're they're selling pieces. Sonny's on the market, but like the return for this, um, I don't know. I I don't fully get it. It's just like the market's bad. Good for the Angels, I guess. Is, do you guys have any any insight on this? Because I I was trying to wrap my head around it for a while. I was like, what? I just think that this is, yeah. I mean, they went for it for one year, the Reds. Yeah. <laughs> that year. That was embarrassing. <laughs> well, it, also, it, tough for them that it was this year. Why? 60 games. They had dude. all the opportunity in the world. I'm just saying year. 60 games. Like, the, the, the Reds put all their chips in and they got a shit sandwich. Well, they traded for Arch, the Bradley, and I thought they were going to have him next year, and bad. now they get Racel. So they're just dropping dollars in their bullpen. But again, think about everything we've heard. You know, the Reds spent and they got guys and they put all their money in the pot for last season and then what happens? There's no fans in the stands. Like the Reds, the Reds finance chart probably had them spending some good money, but it also had them, you know, packing the house and getting some playoff money and they uh they did not. Yeah. I mean, and now you're they're stuck with a couple of guys, love these guys, but you know, they paid top dollar for a few of their bats who were aging aging out of positions as well, and there's no DH on the horizon. Like, this is – it's it's a pretty shitty situation uh, for the Cincinnati Reds to be in. They did go for it last year, like you said. They didn't get any monetary return, and now they're trading Sonny Gray. They traded their closer. Bauer's gone. Votto's on the tail of an end of his career, and you got a bunch of money locked up in Argy Moose and Castellanos. It's a uh, – it wouldn't surprise me if they move those guys too, but they're they're in a. It's going to be a rough one for the for the Reds here. Buster only tweet the other day: Reds cutting payroll, Cubs cutting payroll, Cardinals managing payroll, Brewers managing payroll, Pirates rebuilding. That doesn't even have. That's the whole NL Central. That doesn't have Cleveland. That hasn't the you know the Royals actually got Mike Miner, so I'm not going to give them any spunk. But the uh, outside of the Chicago White Sox, the the Central teams are. Re- That's what I'm telling you, man. Re- the NL Central is a shit fest. Be aggressive in today's marketplace, and you can come up with some good players, and you can win some championships, or at least make the playoffs. If you want to end a drought, like this is the time to do it. I mean, for the Angels, it's kind of like, really? Yeah. We get this, dude? We've been looking for a guy like this for a while. You're going to give us cash? Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully this means that this, 
they're going to go out and get some other pitching because they don't necessarily need, I mean, they need relievers, but more importantly, for the last 50 years, they need starters too. Like, let's go. Yeah, this Hopefully doesn't, this the first this doesn't really even get the Angels up one level, but it it's, it's a, it's in it's the right start. direction. It's a great start. It's, there's no harm in this move for the Angels. It's only gain and benefit. Uh, they're getting money. They're getting this dude who's been a closer now for five years in the league with some pretty good numbers, legit closer. They haven't had a closer for a long time, and they're only giving up a guy who they have no stock or faith in and a player to be named later. We'll figure out who that is, but usually that's not a shocker. Um, so if you're an Angels fan, awesome. You got all the Iglesias. Both of them. They were born one day apart in January of 1990. In, Where are they both from? in Cuba. Trev. Oof. Love that. So they were teammates on the Reds, I believe, at one point. Yeah. And it's uh if you're an Angels fan, you gotta be pretty stoked. You get the new GM. You know, this is almost as safe of a move as you can make. I mean, a, an established closer still in his prime, one year, you're not giving up much. Uh, you know, and you start reworking this entire pitching staff. <laughs> Let's start at the back. All right, we got him. The free agent market is still littered with guys. I wouldn't be surprised if they get two two or more bullpen guys. They DFA'd, I think, five guys from their bullpen at the DFA line. So uh, I really like uh, the new GM, Perry Minasian. Mason. Perry Mason. Mm-hmm. I think it's Manassian. Like that is Minnie Mason. Mason. Mini Mason. Uh, let, me, let me ask you guys. I said something. this before. Yeah. Saw one presser with him, and I decided I like him. So go Angels. He saw one social media video oh, of you. Decided gosh. he hates you. Not actually yeah. sent an email. Sent do. an email. Said not his kind. Not of interested. Guy. And we were like, in what? And he was like, anything. The kid from the Little Rascals looks terrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were all hopped up on drugs. That damn producer drugged him up. Trev, what do you got? <laughs> He's to get still him wearing the turtleneck he wore in the Little Rascals. He's still yeah. wearing it. It's like a glove. How do you plead? Right. Yeah. We've seen this in other sports, mm-hmm. superstars. And so specifically, you were talking about basketball here. Superstars here take over managing the team, running the team, essentially. LeBron and his agent are doing that in Los Angeles. Is there any credence to thinking that Trout, new GMs, like, hey, Perry, I'm here. I'm the best player in baseball. Surround me with some talent. Let me get to the playoffs. Like, let's do this together. Have you ever heard about Trout and and the GM talk, Trev? Like it's I have o- not. always articles that Trout's always coming into like the GM. I, who knows if it's true, but it was like a storyline they tried to push or or it is true that he would come in with like the depth chart of the minor leaguers and being like, "Oh, I like how this kid looks in Double A. What do you think?" You know, and like he's like looking into that for the very reason you're saying. Probably he's like. Hey, is anyone on the way here? Dude, so they, they do say that Trout on. does like being playing GM or like that stuff. Well, hey, man, he, I, I think that maybe Perry would welcome that. This is your guy. You got to keep this guy happy. He's who puts asses in the freaking seats right now. Until you get to the playoffs, it's Mike Trout and Mike Trout only. And Trout, Trout knows no one's like dunk. taking his spot. Like some MLB players might like avoid looking at studs in the minors because they're like, fuckers coming for my spot. Trout's yeah. like, this uh, is Mike Trout. That's what I'm saying. This is Mike Trout here. I think that story was Trout was in the GM's office one time, saw the big board, and saw a guy from spring training he liked, and he's like, that kid's pretty good. 
GM's like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Mike Trout likes three things: playing baseball, the weather, and slushies. the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, he likes slushies. He does apparently. like slushies too. We'll make it four Love things. Slushies, yeah. Four things. Uh, you know, and you're looking at the Angels. That lineup's pretty much there. You'd like to see them bring in another body at catcher, but I mean, you know, Anthony Rendon, Iglesias, Fletcher, Justin Upton, Mike Trout, Joe Adele, if he figures it out, Shohei Otani, Jodel. They're they're still there, man. Renjifo, your they guy, Jim. Pitching. They need, they need so much pitching, and I, I think you're going to see that keep happening. I, I think Mike Trout also likes uh, being a father. Probably, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so not. we've got five things. The no, five things Mike Trout likes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you're an Angels fan, hope this is the start of more pitching, and I think it is, man. Yeah. Let's hope so. Yeah. Speaking of pitching, another little tidbit. The Phillies deny that they ever were trying to trade Zach Wheeler. Said they wouldn't even trade him for Babe Ruth, um, which is which a is really, smart. really good call. That's good GMing. If someone comes up to you and says, hey, you know, we got Babe Ruth, we can trade him, you say, uh, no, I don't believe you. No, they don't have a GM, so that's kind of their problem right now. Well, that's the owner of the team saying that stuff. They're looking for a GM, if uh, correct, right? And a baseball good. office guy. I think they might be... You know what so. Jake and I keep saying that we're happy about? It's uh, it's owner dunk season. Yeah. Philly's owner and Uncle Steve Cohen is dunking on reporters left and right. And you know you know how, like, Trevor Plouffe might have started this, by the way, by going after we're the about Big to, We're about to have a bunch of reporters <laughs> on for winter meetings. And everyone that we're having on, we like and respect and appreciate yes. and don't do this. But you know how uh, apparently Bill Gates and some other rich people were trying to tell the world leaders, like, hey, we're due for a pandemic. Like, this is going to swing around, you know? Well, sports media, especially baseball, is due for a little bit of a comeuppance and, like, cut the bullshit. And I like that Uncle Steve on the Mets and the Phillies owner are kind of starting this. And I hope every owner and every GM just starts doing this. Like, nope, no truth to that. Because, wrong. I mean, I mean, if you're yeah, a lot of people listen to us for news and we sift through the headlines to find out what should we talk about and the amount of stuff that just offhand you go, oh, that's bullshit. Yeah. Or, oh, that doesn't pass a sniff test right now is amazing. It's probably eight out of 10 articles yeah. this offseason where you're just like, that's, that's why we're the best in the biz, Jim. Trev, we did a talking Yanks episode where I was like, all right. Give it to me, BBD. Like, tell me all the rumors. Let's do a rumors episode. And I mean, you go find it. Listen, I just started made getting, it about twenty minutes I, because I started reading the actual meat of the article, and I was like, "Oh my god, they have this There's is no nothing. Meat. There's no meat. Meatless headlines." Uh, and it was Vegan. just all, and they they framed the headlines, and you're like, "You see how they did it?" But you're like, "Ha ha, you fuckers!" Yeah. You know, uh, it's just bad. So I'm excited. I'm happy about the Phillies owner denying any reports, even if they did offer Babe Ruth, which I'm glad no well, one it's did. A, it's even if, even if you were thinking about trading him, there is no reason to say we're thinking about trading him. Yeah. Yeah. Like ever. Yeah. Like it ruins his trade value. And guess what? You're in Philadelphia. You're in a similar situation as the Angels are. You just you have one of the best players in baseball. You sign into a long term deal. You need to figure some stuff out to get to the playoffs. They, they need bullpen. They had the starting pitching. We actually found like you know dove in. There was all there. Wheeler was good. Nola was good. Um, Arietta was kind of yeah. good. They just didn't have any relief help. So hopefully that's on their way. It should be all falling soon. The other headline we have here 
is that the MLB told teams to operate under the assumption of no universal DH, which is how every team should have been operating in the National League anyway until it's they say otherwise. Um, but we, we kind of talked about this. This is, this is a bargaining chip for the players, even if the players want universal DH, they don't want to give up a bargaining chip before the bargaining happens. So they're going to hold this close to their vest. And once the CBA comes around after this next season, then they'll say, Hey, we have something you want. We want something in response. Even if the players want it as well, they can't let go of any leverage. So that's how they're going to try to play it. The owners are going to try to play this like three days before the season starts. Like, hey, we'll give you blah, blah, blah if you give us the universal DH and try to make a swift change when their backs are against the wall. A little more playoff money get you the DH. Yeah, we'll see. I I think with with this, that's a little trickier because every, every NL team would be straight Fully up in arms if, if they did that again Like this year at least there was extenuating circumstances We'll see I mean I, th- I think they are that being said But yeah I mean get ready for bar trivia What were the last two years The pitchers hit in the NL And it'll be 2019 and 2021 And 2020 was the year of the pandemic And they'll be like It's trivia night blows So I don't know it sucks It sucks for Adam Duvall It sucks for Kyle Schwarber All of those power hitting you know, corner outfielders that are probably better served at a DH spot. Um, you know, I, and I think that's why the owners also don't care this year because the market on those players is just going to be driven down. Supply and demand, half of the demand just went down, and there's extra supply out there this year. So, um, yeah, uh, kind of sucks. And I don't know. There, I, I could see a curveball development on all of this, but doubt it. You're, I mean, you in a trivia night. Mm. That might be my like nightmare. Jake yeah. and I won trivia. Uh, sauced barbecue spot, Livermore, California. We were eating some Dang. white nachos. Uh, we won trivia. Oh, nachos sound delicious. Yeah, yeah, good nachos. We won the trivia, and then I think I used the discount code that we won on a date with my fiance Caitlin the wow. next week or something like that. Wow. Wow. Cupid trivia. Yep. She didn't know. She thinks I paid. Yeah. I agree with your assessment, Jake, of the universal DH. It does suck for those guys that are coming who really don't have a position. It also sucks for the NL pitchers who got a year off from having to do it, and now they have to pick the bat up again, and they're going to be looking even more ridiculous than usual next year because they had a year off of hitting. So it's a... It is a bargaining chip. It is going to happen eventually. Um, but just, you know, you're right, Jim. They're, they're going to save this thing. No reason to give any little uh, morsels uh, that you don't need to give up. Agree. And big news, I just bought Elias baseball book of records. Wow. Be sent to the office soon, and I will become Mike Francesa and just read the numbers slowly aloud on air. Very excited. Trev, you probably didn't watch a lot of uh, talk sports radio. Probably a lot of people didn't watch a lot of sports talk radio, but it was on in my house from 10 to 5 every single day in, like, the kitchen TV, the family room TV. My house was surrounded by Mike and the Mad Dog. So 
pretty exciting that I'm going to have the, you know how he has the record book and he just kind of like thumbs through it. 1967. It's going to be my Probably new show. Probably be problematic. It's going to be my new show. Mad Dog does not like me. Yeah. He's Mad out. Dog? He doesn't know who you are. Yeah, he no, he does. does. They got in a fight. Yeah, but someone like just told him like if he if he, if you I think if, Mad Dog would be offended. If you were to if saying. we were to go up to Mad Dog and be like, so what was that thing with Trevor Ploof about? He'd be like, Trevor Ploof? Who? Oh, that thing? Oh, I don't know. Like that. In my defense, that's how he would react to anybody's name. Yeah, that's He's true. The same it's thing. He's been doing it for thirty-five years, and you guys yeah. eat it up, which is insane to me. And another reason why. We're better than anybody in the business. I, I don't know if I eat up Mad Dog anymore. I don't. Well, he did for a long time. Same thing. You know what I eat up about mm. him? His his like listening face. I want you guys to notice though, because I um, I'll see. I don't watch MLB Network, but I'll see it on my Twitter feed, and whenever Mad Dog has guests on, there hasn't been a player. Since the whole thing went down, it's only Tito. Uh, no, we heard that players or who's that. the guy? I don't know, man. MLB Networks guy is a mess. They're a mess. I just did a whole segment with it on Anthony with Ant on the my morning show, and it's just like, why, why wear, why do you guys wear suits? Like, why do you guys wear suits? You're talking about baseball. Baseball. <laughs> like it's a fucking game. Baseball. It's a game. It's a game. They sit there buttoned up in suits and they talk like with more seriousness than political news channels. Like the coverage of the election was less serious than whatever that MLB network show is where they're all wearing suits. And the conversations are good. I'm not knocking like the content. The presentation is preposterous. Every time I see it, I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? This is a game. They're like literally talking. Weird. That's why Jake wears a little uh, rascal's outfit. I was gonna say we we this pod and the style we maybe shouldn't be talking down upon anybody else's style, but I see what you're saying, Jim. I'm just if saying a, four, a, a, four, like a fourteen year old kid, guys. fourteen year old kid isn't gonna see that on the screen. Be like, this looks interesting. Yeah, I also don't want to see like I said, these guys, even the baseball players, older guys, they're out of shape wearing a suit, like trying to. Fit it all in, like tucking everything in. Like yeah. that's not a good look. Doing baseball I'm drills. That, that's like, when I get doing weirded doing baseball out. drills in the suits. It's that's just, what I'm saying. Like, Billy Ripken. Like I like Sean Casey. I like Billy Ripken, but I I don't want to watch them in suits practicing their picks. <laughs> um, the night of the NBA draft, by the way. Um, <laughs> got BBD with that one. Couple other quick housekeeping. Uh, Dick Allen passed away. I know that's not normally our lane, but it's been nice seeing all the MLB people talk about him because I didn't know a ton about him. I know some of the stats and stuff, but a lot of good stories about him. Jim Cott was talking about it on MLB Network. A lot of fun stories around him. Sluggers, one of the best hitters of all time. Um, and the other thing, Trev, I was going to get a scouting report from you. Matt Whistler, big signing. He goes to the Giants. Tore it up for your twins this year. You know? Good for him. Oh, okay. I like what the Giants are doing. I like reading Trevor Blue stuff. He's got a lot Gabe. of good takes. Gabe. We still got to get Gabe. Have you hit up Gabe? Yeah, I talked to him. Like brother Gabe. He's the man. Gabe Ruth. He wants to engage, do content with us. So Ready? we'll figure some stuff out. Maybe he, do a workout video. Get you on. Coach me up. Gabe. Oh, he would. Jake and Gabe, workout. Ruin me. 
I mean, if Gabe is awesome, then if we ever do see him, you have to wear the white linen outfit he wore in his beach yeah. magazine shoot. Maybe we should just recreate that anyway and send it his way. Yeah. Before we do the interview. I love it. I love Get it. Get like a really awful fake spray tan. Just color. Your you. bodies are like the opposite of each other, well, so it'll play well together in photos. In what, in what sense? What sense do you mean when you say the opposite? <laughs> yeah. Well, Gabe was a little longer and right. a little That's tighter. Fair. Where you're like a little I see that. shorter and yeah. not as tight. Shorter, not so as tight. In that regard, you're opposite. So, like, you don't see that in the Gabe, dating profiles, Jake. <laughs> and, and, I'm looking for yeah. a shorter, not as tight guy. <laughs> That's what my Tinder said. Yeah. Well, tender. I would say yeah. list your job first, and then you can say that. Bug eater from birth. Six six two thirty six pack. Abs. <laughs> if you put your if you put your height in like a regular social media That's profile, the play. you are a loser. You're a loser. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you're putting six seven, yeah, in your profile. You have nothing else to offer. Mm. Well, so you yeah. There's yeah. a there's a saying out there that goes, "Tall guys have no personality." Congrats on the job, Chris Young. Yes, that's a weird hire, right? It is a weird hire, and a I bad. am. I don't know anything about it. Like, I don't know Chris Young's makeup, mindset, what he's been doing in all these other positions. But it's <clears throat> just weird to me that I don't know. Just it's like five years out of playing. A lot of people just love on that guy, and I think uh, I talked to a few guys in the Royals that played with them, and they loved them. So, I mean, smart um, guy, Princeton played baseball and basketball, and it—he always seemed like the smart guy that was on the path for something. He's clearly got to be into the analytics stuff. I love Trev's rebuke rebu- uh, when you say like, "Oh, smart guy went to Princeton." Yeah, that's Trev's true. Like, well, he got a sports. Trev scholarship. got an offer to Stanford. <laughs> well, Princeton can't give out sports scholarships. Oh, okay, so that's a real one. Yeah. Okay. He's a real one. But where did you get He's a scholarship smart. to? Stanford. Stanford, yeah. You're an idiot. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll Which see. people I, say is better than the Ivy League. I think, I think the, Stanford hope, people say. the hope is this starts connecting more dots to baseball. Like, yes, get the nerds, get the smart people to look at the numbers and evaluate it, but also have the baseball sense of what's going on. So hopefully Chris Young can do that. He's a, he's like a Sam Fold, you know. He did went to the Ooh. he went to the dark side a little bit, worked in the league office, but you know, player knows knows the game, knows how to relate to guys, knows how to speak the language. Ooh, and he's tall, and that means it something. Really he does. Back to this. You walk in a room, it. it's Chris Young. He's a thousand feet it's tall, impactful, and he actually has substance. He doesn't list his height in his profile. No. He doesn't need to. Do you know Bobby Skinner, host of Talking Giants, is is six six? I can tell. He's big. I'm I'm a little I've told you guys I'm a little scared of him. I try to interact with him on Twitter. He really always big leagues me. So Yeah. Well, you got power, check, you got power check mark, dude. I was like, yeah, I'll, you know, every Sundays I'll do I'll do a Talking Giants tweet and interact with the guys and they'll like that. And then I got stood up. So I was like, you know what? They're busy. Screw those guys. They're grinding. Beat the Seahawks. Go Giants. You Beat kidding? your Hawks, Trev. Wow. It was an embarrassment. It really was. I'm sorry. There, you guys played some good defense, but that was just a complete letdown. Game. Russell Wilson, 5'8". Weirdo. Grade A no, weirdo. Not a weirdo. He is a stud. Sierra. Weirdo. 
All right. That's it. Uh, next week, we'll, we will be debuting Jake's new back tattoo, much like mm. Marcus Stroman's, except it's got all of our faces smoking cigarettes. So we're excited about that. Blunt. He's been in pain Love all day. I'm so in on him. That's the end of this episode of Talking Baseball. Thank you for making the trades, giving us some stuff to talk about. I enjoyed it very much. See you guys later. Goodbye.